Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of In The Word Podcast. Just want to say thank you guys for joining me. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you here with me on today. Listen, we're going to get into a few things today. I know some of you guys may have seen the title and may have jumped on and wanted to hear what we're going to be talking about today. But before I get into that topic, as always, I would like to share some scripture with you. I think that these scriptures will shed some light on some of the things that we're going to talk about on today. Uh, the first scripture that I want to read is Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. And all of these scriptures are going to set a foundation of the topics that I want to touch on today. So Matthew 15, 18 and 20 says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart. This is Jesus talking and they defile the man. So he says the things that proceed out of the mouth, they come from the heart and they defile the man for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. And Jesus was addressing some individuals that came and were trying to question him about his disciples not washing their hands before they before they eat. And Jesus addressed them saying, listen, that's not what defiles a man. What defiles a man is the things that come from his heart, the things that proceed out of his heart. And he said, those are evil thoughts. Those are murders, those adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. Jeremiah 17, nine and 10 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Let's not let's not jump over that. The heart is deceitful. It says above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So what it is saying here is that, listen, the heart is so deceitful and so wicked that you don't even know your own heart. And that's very important. You know, when the scripture says that, because a lot of times you will hear people, especially in the church, you'll hear people say, oh, well, God know my heart. And a lot of times they say that, you know, they come from a place of, you know, I'm not all that bad. God knows what my real motives are. And and what they don't understand is that is 100 percent factual. But the problem is, is they think they know their heart. They think that their heart isn't as bad as it is. But God knows exactly how bad it is and exactly. Exactly what their motives are. But the scripture goes on to say, I, the Lord, here it is. I, the Lord, search the heart. You can't search your own heart because there's so many wicked things and deceitful things hidden down in it. But he says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Another scripture, and this is Genesis 6 and 5. This is when God decided to destroy the world before and uh, save Noah. And it says that, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil 
continually. So we see a theme going here. And how many know that's exactly how it still is today? John 3, 19 says, and this is the condemnation. And we know that condemnation means not fit for use. It means sick to the point uh, where it, it cannot, where you cannot recover. He says, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And that light is Jesus Christ. It says that men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Romans 3, 10 and 12. We got two more. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after the God after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And if you guys remember a couple weeks ago, if you follow me on the Eat Up Mondays, I talked about he that is without sin cast the first stone. And I ended that message with saying that there is no one good but God. I, I quoted uh, something that a man said that I heard a man said before. He says that you always hear people say, why does bad things happen to good people? And he said the problem with that is, is that it has only happened once. And that was when it happened to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because None of us are good. We all have things in us that are not good. We all have sin in us. We all have to constantly repent before God. If we don't have God in our lives, then there's no way that those heart issues can be fixed. Last scripture, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God. And I wanted to share those scriptures to show you guys that this, and, and there's so many more scriptures that address this, but I wanted to show you guys how the scriptures are very plain that man has a heart problem. If he does not have Jesus Christ in his life, he is going to operate in his life in a, in, in a, in a very wicked manner. He's going to have uh, evil thoughts continually. A lot of times you have people out here that think that they're doing so much good and, you know, uh, I don't necessarily need God and, and I'm not such a bad person. But if they be honest with themselves, they know that there's constantly things that are going through their minds that are not right. There are some things that they've done that they wish that nobody knew about. So basically, I wanted to share that there's a heart problem when it goes, when it, when, excuse me, when it comes to man, there's a heart problem. There's an evil problem. We have a lot of individuals out here that are sick in their heart and that are doing evil things. And that is what I wanted to share before I begin to talk about this topic today, because it is a heavy topic. It is something that um, is being talked about continually all across uh, this world. If you live in the United States, all across our nation, this is a super huge thing right now. And that's dealing with police brutality. That's dealing with racism. That's dealing with black on black crime, uh, white on white crime. You have all of these different discussions that's going on and all of these different topics that's being talked about. And I wanted to touch on those for a minute. And, you know, one of the things that we see now, remember, we talked about that 
men has a severe heart problem. There's a sin problem when it comes to men. There's, you know, there's an evil problem when it comes to this nation and when it comes to this world. And what you see when it when it comes to all of this, there's a lot of finger pointing going on. You know, if you talk to somebody that maybe supports the, the police department and and, you know, all of the things that they are and all of the things that they do. Now, don't get me wrong. We need the police department. The police was put here for a reason. We know the scriptures talk about how God has put governments in place. So we know that the police are needed. So this is nothing against all police officers. But a lot of times what you'll see is when you have somebody that only sees something one sided and you let's say you talk to them about police uh, brutality. Let's say you talk to them about uh, the police killing an unarmed black man or an unarmed man, period. The first thing they'll say, especially when it comes to like a George Floyd or, you know, somebody that looks like me, they'll say, oh, but what about the black on black crime? You know, they'll start to finger pointing instead of addressing the heart problem, the sin problem that lies in the police department, not with everybody, but with a, with with some of the officers. And sometimes, unfortunately, a majority of the officers, what do they do? They start to point fingers. And then we may look at the black community. They may constantly talk about because this is another point that comes up. We, we may constantly talk about the police brutality and how they're, you know, killing unarmed black men, but then, you know, not necessarily deal with what's going on in our own communities. And I'm not saying that nobody is dealing with it, but sometimes it seems like we are not aggressive enough after, you know, the uh, the things that are going on in our community and finding justice for those that have lost their lives or trying to find a solution. And I'm, once again, I'm not saying that nobody is doing it because we see people in various neighborhoods at times march and try to come up with solutions. And that's another thing, you know, um, that, you know, that brings up another point. You will hear people say things and assume things that, oh, you know, there's nobody doing anything when somebody's killed in the neighborhood. And that's just not true. But once again, you know, we're all finger pointing. You're not doing this. You're you know, we're trying to we're trying to basically make excuses for our own sin and point out the other sins and not realizing that we all have a sin problem. And if we do not have Jesus Christ in our life and in our heart, that sin, that evil, that 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 murderous Whatever it is in you, it will remain. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately, this is something that we're going to continually deal with as long as man does not surrender to Christ. As long as man is doing his own thing and think he knows all, we're going to continually, unfortunately, have police killings. We're going to continually, unfortunately, have black on black crime. We're going to unfortunately have white on white crime, which brings me to another point. You know, sometimes when we address, you know, the black on black crime, let's say from a white person's perspective, we neglect to talk about the white on white crime. You know, there's a lot of white on white crime for whatever reason. A lot of times it doesn't seem to be, you know, from, from when I watch the news times that I watch the news and I try not to really watch, you know, hardly any news because, you know, who wants to sit all day and just 
just hear negativity and this happened and that happened. And then unfortunately, you can't always trust everything that's on the news. You know, that that's another problem, you know, because they, they seem to always want to push some type of narrative. But a lot of times, you know, you hear a lot more of what's going on in the black community than you hear sometimes what's going on in the white community. And we know that, you know, whites kill whites. We know that blacks kill kills blacks hispanics kill hispanics we know that it it deals with a you know with with like a community type of thing but a lot of times whether it's from the white community black community hispanic community chinese community you know when it's time to address our own personal issues, we like to point the finger. We like to say, yeah, but I'm not as bad as him or, yeah, we don't kill as much as them. And even with that, you know, a lot of that is subjected to numbers that we are constantly receiving from the government or constantly receiving on TV. Once again, things that we can't not necessarily trust because there's always a narrative being pushed. And it is unfortunate because you see this go on a lot. And it just seems like we as human beings don't want to be honest about our problems. We don't want to be honest that there is hate in every community, that there is murder in every community, that there is evil in every community. You know, you, you, you'll hear some white folks say, oh, you know, look at how you guys kill each other and you're doing drugs. Or you'll hear some black people say, yeah, but we don't walk up in schools and in malls and just kill people we never met before. You know, you just have this constantly, this constant back and forth. But when you really look at it all, you realize that we all have evil in every single community. I don't care what color you are, whether it comes, you know, when it comes to mass murdering, when it comes to, you know, uh, killing over gang violence, it, it just doesn't really matter. It's it's in man's nature. And when we don't have Christ in our lives, these are the things that we're going to do. It's funny because, you know, recently I heard an individual trying to make a point of, you know, how bad it is in the black community. And one of the things that he brought up, uh, if you, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but there's a show that comes on. I think it still comes on. It, it, it started on A&E years ago, and it's called The First 48. And basically it deals with you know, homicide detectives that are solving murders in different communities. And mainly it is in the black community. You do have some murders that involve whites. But the, when it comes to the show, the majority of it is in a black community. And, you know, this individual, they brought up like, look at how they have shows, you know, like the first 48 and look at how blacks kill each other. And, you know, it's just so crazy. And while they're sitting there talking, I'm thinking to myself, but think about it. There's so many other shows. You got Snapped. You got Homicide for the Holidays. You got Forensic Files. You got Killer Couples. When you look at the episodes in these shows, those the majority of the killers in those shows are white. So I'm sitting there kind of giggling to myself like, once again, here we have some finger pointing, but not realizing that, listen, it's in every community. Like I said, for whatever reason, sometimes it's highlighted more. 
I feel at times when it comes to people of my color, people in my community, I don't know why. Like I said, there's always some type of agenda and narrative being pushed. I even understand what what people say, even when it comes to police killings and police brutalities. I do think that sometimes these images and videos are pushed in a way to get people in an uprising. I think that is it's happening on both sides. And guess who's behind it all? Satan himself. I keep telling you guys that he is what exactly what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. He is the God of this world. He's the God of this system. And the Bible says that he is the father of lies. The Bible says that he knows his time is short. So what is Satan trying to do? He's trying to take as many people down with him as he can. He does not care what your color is. He's trying to take you down. And a lot of times we forget that the system, the the media, the airways, all of that belongs to Satan. God is still in control. Absolutely. God created Satan. And that's why God is going to deal with him when the time comes. That's why the Bible says that he knows his time is short. But what we have to understand that is in this system, Satan, Satan is running things. And unfortunately, what I see a lot of times from saved people and, and non-saved people is that we go with every single piece of information we see on the news, every single piece of information we see on YouTube, every single piece of information we see on Facebook. And it is unfortunate and it is scary because it goes to show you that people don't take time to pray and think and to, you know, to do their research. One thing I noticed being on Facebook is that you see a lot of posts that are posted up. And when you go research these posts, a lot of times there are not real stories. They're not true stories. Some of the stories are from satire websites. They're just made up stories to be funny, but people will take them as law. They will take them as gospel and run with them and post them and tag people in them. And now, you know, they've tagged 20 people in them. And out of those 20, 10 of those tagged another 20. And it just turns into a viral thing of something that was not even true. So we have to be careful out here and have to remember that Satan is the God of this world and he does not have any of your good interests at heart. But I wanted to talk about some of these things because these are the things that you see go on. A lot of finger pointing, a lot of excuses being made for one another. You know, when it comes to our dirt, we want to make excuses for it. When it comes to police brutality, we want to make excuses for it. When it comes to crime in, in, in our communities, in the black community, we want to make excuses for it. No, there's no excuse for none of this stuff. All of it is evil. All of it is wrong. And God is going to deal with every Everybody that is involved with if they don't repent, God is going to deal with every individual that is involved with causing these things to happen. So I, you know, I really wanted to just touch on this a little bit because it's like a hot topic. It's, you know, it's like this is what everybody's talking about. And it's just constant finger pointing going on. And, and now that we see, you know, uh, 
a lot more uh, things are opening up. We see people are getting out and about now. And as we can see in in some of the black communities in our communities, uh, you know, we saw in Chicago, um, I believe it was uh, last weekend or the weekend before last, I think like 100 and something people got shot. I don't know if it was in a day or the, or the entire weekend. And a lot, a lot of people lost their lives in, in, in um you know, including small children, which was very unfortunate, which was very crazy. And, you know, also where I grew up at, I don't particularly live in that town anymore, but I'm right next door. Our church is still in that town uh, in the town that I grew up in. In this last week, three uh, individuals have been killed and, and a lot of people have been shot. So this is a reality. You know, when it comes to our communities, it is a reality. Yes, people are losing their lives. And the unfortunate thing is one of the young men that have lost their lives, the last young man to lose his life, I know his father and his mother. And I know that they have to be devastated. I know that they're devastated. This has to be super hard for them. But these are the things that, you know, we need to work on and talk about and try to find out, figure out solutions, just like people are trying to figure out solutions when it comes to racism and police brutality, you know, and I'm not, once again, I'm not saying that people aren't trying to find out these solutions in our communities because they are, you know, I've seen people that, you know, tried to come up with programs and just tried to come up with educating those in the community, the younger people trying to find something for them to do, because right now it's really just a bunch of, in, in the community I grew up in right now is just a bunch of young people running around, quote unquote, you know, gang, uh, a gang beef or being gang affiliated. You know, the same thing that man has been doing in our communities, you know, I, I won't say since the beginning of time because our communities wasn't all, always like this. But whenever that gang type of thing started and it began to become violent, because originally it didn't start out for those purposes. But when since it's become violent and turned into what it has turned into it's just been it's just been a cycle because those that are in our community the younger ones they're only going to emulate what they see they're only going to follow behind you know what it is the ones before them are teaching them and that's why we have to continually you know find a way to educate them continually find a way to live a different type of lifestyle in front of them so that they can see that there is different listen i grew up in 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 I grew up in, in, in my town, um, you know, when I was younger, you're talking the 90s or whatever have you. Believe it or not, you know, when I was growing up, um, it was even worse than it is now. Like when you hear people talk about it now, you know, like we see three individuals get killed in a week and you hear people discuss what's going on. They almost talk from a perspective of like, this is the craziest thing they ever seen. But the truth be told, it was way worse when I was growing up. Um, right now, the average, you know, killings that we have every year, which any killing is, is, a, is, is terrible. But the average amount of killings we have now per year, when I was growing up, it was three to four times that number. So God has truly been merciful, you know. On the town that I grew up in is is truly not how it used to be. And I think some of it came from, you know, them tearing down um, some of the projects that we had because Father Panic Village, um, which was up back then, was one of the worst projects in U.S. 
So, you know, and then some of the neighborhoods was just as bad as some of the projects. So things have definitely calmed down. Things have definitely changed. God has been merciful, but we pray that that number can go down to zero if possible. But yes, without a shadow of a doubt, we have problems you know, these type of problems in our communities, but we are not the only one that has these types of problems. Like I said, there's murder going on everywhere, but we can't as a community, we can't start pointing, you know, over to white on white crime. We can't point over to police brutality. Yes, those things need to be addressed, but we also have to continually work on addressing those things in our community. But I'm thankful that, you know, the city I grew up in is not as bad as it used to be. And that's Bridgeport, Connecticut. If, if I didn't mention it, it, you know, it was really a tough place to live in the 80s and the 90s. It was really wild. And like I said, I'm thankful that it's not like it used to be. But guess what? You know, God, he changed my life. God enabled me to have a change of heart, a change of mentality. And now I'm raising two sons that by the grace of God, they won't go through what I went through. But here's here's something that that's really crazy. We we, we only live a town over, but where we live, you know, there's really nothing going on and nothing crazy happening. But we ended up going. I brought my sons one day, just a quick story, uh, just to show you that, you know, once again, the, the stuff that we see in, in our communities, this stuff, we really have to address, address it and really strive to pray and figure out a way to get these things to stop. But I brought my sons to a diner in Bridgeport where I grew up at, you know, just I think I ran in to grab some carrot cake or whatever have you. But before I went in, I saw an individual that I knew. So we're in the parking lot just talking for a minute. And my sons are right there in the car. Sons never my sons don't know what weed is drugs drinking they don't they don't know any of that stuff you know so they've never been around any type of violence or seen anybody fighting on the street or getting crazy so we're sitting they're sitting in the car i'm talking to the man and all of a sudden i hear pop 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 and i'm looking because i'm like that's first of all that's not firecrackers and it sounds really really close and it wasn't until i moved to the side a little bit that when i looked directly across the street i see two young boys they got masks on and they're just shooting at somebody boom 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 so i scramble to the car because now i gotta try to get to the car to get my sons down because you know their their back is towards where we are and they're shooting the other way but i don't know if somebody's getting ready to shoot back so that means the bullets are going to start coming our way and i had to scramble to make sure my sons was down because like i said they they're they're ignorant to what's going on they don't really know you know what they should do in this type of situation I do because I grew up in this type of environment so when it was all said and done I, I literally watched these two guys shoot run to the car I see the exact car they get in take off it just was crazy they jumped in the car with no license plate take off whatever have you and I'm like man my my sons could have got killed today just going you know with me just bringing them to get something to eat in a place where I grew up in because these young people are out here trying to live something that they don't really understand what's going on. And that whole entire day, I was so hurt by that. Not only that my sons, 
you know, could have got killed. But the fact that they had never been exposed to that and all day, that's the only thing they kept asking about. You know, daddy, they were shooting, you know, like they just that was something they had never experienced. And it hurt me so bad because that was something that I never wanted them to experience. But it just goes to show you, look, what if they would have killed my my sons? One of my sons that had nothing to do with anything. And this is why a lot of this stuff is so ignorant. You know what I mean? Whether it's coming from uh, our community, whether it's coming from another community, whether it's coming from a police officer, whether it's coming from a clan member, I don't care who it's coming from. Like this stuff has to stop. But the only way that is going to stop is through Jesus Christ. The only way that you're going to have a true heart change is through the Lord. And that's why I say, unfortunately, I don't necessarily see any of this stuff you know, stopping totally because guess what? Everybody is not going to surrender to Christ. Everybody is not going to turn their life over to the Lord and ask him, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to change? You know, prayerfully, some of us that are saved and some of us that have access to these different individuals can at least talk some sense into them and pray that the Lord will at least be even more the merciful. But guess what? Evil is always going to be here. There's always going to be a heart problem. Why? Because, man, most most times when you talk to most uh, individuals today, I don't care what race they are or I don't believe in God, you know, in the people in my community, that's the white man's religion, which is not true. You know, it's just there's all of these types of excuses of why they don't want to deal with God. But something I wanted to talk about before I close out and I'm getting ready to to close out, you know, when we when we look at police brutality and we look at the racism and everything that has happened in this country up until now, you know, especially recently with George Floyd, what we see happening around the nation is we see a lot of changes going on. We see statues being taken down. We see the Confederate flag being removed out of certain places. Uh, you know, I just saw where the tech, I think in Texas, the realtors are going to no longer use the word master bedroom and master bathroom. So we see all of these extreme things happening and taking place, which I think is a good thing. I think that if there's if there are things that can be offensive or that can, you know, um, you know, continually remind us of some of the things that have happened, you know, to to black people in this country um, that, you know, is, is, a, is a constant reminder of what we went through. I don't necessarily have a problem with them taking statues down, especially if it's somebody that should not be honored for the things that they've done in this life. I don't mind them taking flags down and things of that nature. You know, anytime that we have individuals that, you know, are not good for the community or their legacy is not good, not one to remember or good to remember. I have no problem with that, but that brings me to a point that I want to make. And when, and when, and the point I want to make is when it comes to our community, the black community, is it time that we begin to do the same with our quote unquote heroes, or I don't even want to say heroes, but those that we idolize and look up to, which are the rappers and the entertainers. Is it time now that we start ripping down their posters, that we start holding them accountable, that if they continue to make this type of music about violence and killing and degrading women and, and you know, this and that, is it time that we start to boycott their albums and say, listen, if you're going to make stuff like that, we are not going to buy it. We're not going to stream it. 
we, we're not going to have anything to do with it. Because once again, if there's going to be any change in any of these areas, everybody needs to be held accountable. There can't be any finger pointing. There can't be any, but I'm not that bad or it's the system. The reason why we doing it. No, everybody needs to be held accountable for their actions. It reminds me of a song that I made a few years ago. And maybe if there's enough time, I'll play it at the end of this uh, podcast. So, so stay tuned, you know, try to hang in until the end. We only got a few more minutes. I, I believe I should have enough time to play it, but it was a song called Sin Filled America. And what it dealt with was, you know, how all of us have to look in the mirror, the police, the blacks, the whites, everybody in this country, like, you know, look in the mirror and be honest with yourself about who you are, because all of this is not a skin problem. It's a sin problem. Believe it or not, this is a spiritual thing that's happening and it's coming from one source. It's coming from Satan and he's looking to destroy everybody in the process. And sometimes people don't like to hear that type of talk, but it's factual. You can look at the scriptures, you can look it up. And I'm not saying that there aren't some things that are happening intentionally in this when it comes to race and inequality and, you know, economics. And I'm not saying that there aren't any intentional things going on because I believe there are. But once again, if you go back to the root, to the source, it is still coming from Satan for the reasons that he have. So I wanted to encourage you guys, listen, let's stop the finger pointing and let's be the answer. Let's be the light, especially if you are saved. Let's be the light where we can. Even if you are not saved, be honest with yourself. Let's not make excuses for those that we love because that's what we find. And all of this, the people that are related to the police officers, they make excuses for them. Oh, well, the job is so hard and this and that. And that's why. No, no, no. They need to be held responsible. If they kill somebody in neglect or in hate and anger, whatever it is, they need to be held accountable in our communities. It can't be all, you know, my, my, you know, we was raised in a community and we didn't have any chances. And it's not, no, you take a man's life. You need to be held accountable. You need to step up to the forefront. You need to go before God and say, forgive me, God, I messed up. You know, we need to hold our loved ones accountable. We can't want justice for, um, somebody else's, uh, um, you know, killer, but not want justice for those that are close to us. So this is why, like I said, sometimes we could be hypocritical as individuals, as human beings in every community, because when it comes to the people we love, oh, they're not that bad. We have an excuse and a reason for why they've done some of the things they've done. And guess what? God is not going to give any of us any type of excuses. If we have not repent and come before God and show God that we're sorry and that we are willing to change and walk according to his word, guess what? We will answer for all of those things that we've done that we have allowed Satan to use us to do. But I want to just close on this last this last quote, and it's by C.S. Lewis. You know, I haven't really read many or any of any uh, of C.S. Lewis writings. I do know who he is. I hear a lot of people talk about him. He was a theologian, uh, preacher. Um, but I saw something online, one of his quotes, and I wanted to share this. I thought it was very powerful, and we're going to close here. And, and listen to what his quote was. His quote was, when a man is getting better, 
He understands more and more clearly the evil that is still left in him. Let's listen to that again. And what does he mean by better and better? When when we are allowing God to do the work in us, we start to realize, you know, how bad we really are. We no longer look at ourselves as like, oh, I'm not that bad or that person not that bad. But listen to it again. When a man is getting better, he understands more and more clearly the evil that is still left in him. When a man is getting worse, he understands his own badness less and less. And that's what we see happening a lot of times. When individuals are not getting better, what you're going to see is they're not going to be able to recognize how bad they really are. And that's why so many excuses are being made for all of the calamity that we see on this earth. But the reason, guys, why we are seeing all of this is because once again, according to the Bible, according to the scriptures, this world is passing away. I know some of you are praying for a better world and hoping for brighter days, but listen, it's not going to happen. We may have our moments, but at, you know, for the most part, it is passing away. It is dying. And that's why when you go to Revelations, it talks about the new earth that God has created that he and all of his children is going to live in. This earth is not meant to be saved and God is not trying to save it. He is not trying to revive it. It is dying. And that's why you're going to see things get worse and worse and crazier and crazier. But listen, what we need to do, what you need to do, what I need to do, we need to remain focused on the Lord. We need to make sure that our trust is only in him, not in the government, not in the police department, not in our communities, but in him. And we need him to lead us and guide us on the way that we should be handling all of these situations that we see going on in this life. But I think that if there's going to be any chance of getting better, any chance of anything changing, we need to hold those accountable that are not uh, doing a good service to our communities and to our world. And when it comes to our community, it's time that we start holding these rappers accountable. If you are out there listening to that stuff that they're rapping about and killing this and that, but you out here marching, talking about Black Lives Matter, and you out here marching, talking about the community violence need to stop well you need to hold these people accountable and and let them know that listen we don't need that poison being spit into our community anymore there's way more things you could rap about economics you could rap about building a business there's so many things that you could be rapping about besides killing and shooting and sexing women that aren't your wife and treating them like dirt and there's so much more that could be talked about but i think that the way that we're holding these other individuals accountable outside of our community, which I think is a great thing. I have no problem with taking flags down, all of that, if it is something that represents something that is not a good thing. But now we have to look within because that's what life is all about. It's all about the inner, you know, and so we have to look within and say, listen, how do we hold the people accountable that look like us? So listen, guys, I pray that you were encouraged by this. I pray that you got something from this. I pray that you will no longer, uh, I pray that you will not walk away from this and continue to point fingers, but to hold yourself accountable and those that you are close to accountable and just allow God to continue to, you know, uh, 
move on your behalf. Let him lead you and guide you. And listen, if you're not listening to this, Romans 10 and 9, I mean, excuse me, if you're listening to this and you're not saved is what I meant to say. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's, it's that simple. It's not hard. And when you do that, if that is you, God will begin to work in your life. And, and all of the changes are not overnight changes. They don't always happen quickly. Everybody is different. But once again, I'm going to read it. I'm going to say it one more time. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, and believe in your heart that God the Father raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's not hard. It wasn't meant to be hard. The hard part was when Jesus was beaten and bruised and spit on and nailed to the cross and killed. That was the hard part. So he, we have the opportunity through what Christ did for us, you know, to walk with him. But the Bible says once we make this decision and once we begin to walk with him, we have to take up our cross and follow him. And guess what? He will lead us and guide us. And guess what? It is easy when God is leading and guiding you. Not necessarily easy to always make the right decision, but anytime you have God leading you and guiding you and you're able to speak to him and pray and read his word, it's, it's just such a beautiful life. I, I wouldn't give this up for anything. The things that I went through, I would never change to get to the place where I am now because this is where it has gotten me and I am so grateful. But listen, guys, know that I love you. And until the next time we hop on the podcast together, Shalom. The world's word is our kind won't make it Just a bunch of black Americans full of hatred Who wouldn't be mad hearing those kind of statements Could be wrong but that sound kind of racist Sticks and stones break bones in many places Words hurt too, can't you see it on our faces? Man saying die but God saying we can make it It's a part of his plan but I don't know if we could take it To me I feel like we got the point of breaking But if we wild out what's the point we really making? War only fulfills the plans of Satan We've been beefing with him way before the plantation War's been waged against all races my spiritual wickedness in high places Tell me when we as mankind gon' face it This ain't natural poison we've been laced with See the problem with mankind? We've been laced with a sickness And most can't be healed Because most won't admit it Question, how can we be cured of being sick When we know that we're sick But it's hard to admit We say we're doing well But we're not doing well And death lies in the lies That we're telling ourselves When tragedy strikes See us flooded in the streets Picking signs hell high No justice, no peace Does that still apply When you busting that heat You said they shooting at us But you shooting at me We gotta understand That this evil runs deep It's in us too It ain't only in police We all need Christ Cause we up against a beast that's attacking us all from a realm we can't speak Even though we need help, we tell Christ, let us be And we mankind remain spiritually weak It's blood we gotta drink and it's flesh we gotta eat If we really want peace on Christ, we gotta feast I'm gonna tell you now the sacrifice won't be cheap It's either all Christ or nothing, that's just how it's gotta be Real talk, we need to be made over by the king By the one who originally made all things Hey officer, don't you see my hands up? Gonna shoot me, baby boy. We grew up in the same hood. Black man, that's how you gonna do me. Check it. How can we expect to see change when we keep 
pointing fingers, keep shifting the blame. It's the whites, it's the blacks, it's the cops, it's the thugs. Fingers pointing guns, probably just spilling more blood. Corrupted by the color of his skin We looking outside but the problems within Mankind got a problem and that problem is sin And need to be dealt with for our problems to end Since society don't want Christ as a friend Down the road we'll just face the same problems again We as mankind are very cold and dark Only Jesus can deal with the matters of our heart Bottom line is we want what we want When we want it we're America This is how we bend up on it Since there's so much sin and pride in us There's clearly no room for Christ in us Us, get it? The United States, you know us don't want none of God's grace Yes, us who do anything in front of God's face Us on the devil treadmill running in place America be like We don't need Jesus, we got this Only way to keep making our own rules Is to keep being godless Listen, we screaming we don't need God's help We know what we need, we'll do it ourselves Real crazy talk and behavior like that Is exactly why America's staying where it's at